Thank you for tuning in to the Rose Medal Podcast hosted by Emily Watson. Once an athlete, always an athlete. Rose Medal's mission is to provide resources and support for current and former athletes. This is also a resource for parents of athletes to help know how to support them. In this podcast with Maddie, we will be talking about transferring schools, handling setbacks, and how to deal with feeling like you left your sport not feeling done yet. I have Maddie Furman here. She ran track and cross country at Oregon State. She graduated with her bachelor's degree in public health and minors in toxicology and medical humanities in 2021. She is currently studying at Johns Hopkins and enrolled in a couple of certificates in the Bloomberg School of Public Health. Uh, Maddie has a passion for equity and access to healthcare. Um, So thank you for being on this podcast, Maddie. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited for you to, you know, share, share your experiences and, and uh, talk about your journey as an athlete. So with that, when did you start playing sports? Yeah, so I didn't really do all the youth sports that a lot of people did. Um, I did like swimming every once in a while, like in the summer, um, like gymnastics, but I never played soccer. So the first time I started playing like organized sports was in sixth grade when I started uh, cross country. Okay. Um, so then leading up to that, you know, you, you chose cross country as your sport and then you ended up going to actually Hawaii and then you decided to transfer. So deciding transferring schools was a tough decision for you. Um, we talked about this before and you mentioned that you felt like you might be letting people down by transferring. Um, and it ended up being the best decision for you. So when talking to young athletes about getting recruited, what advice do you give to them on choosing a school? Yeah, that is something that I have thought about after transferring. Um, and some advice that actually some people did give me when I was choosing my school was to think about where you'd be happy, um, like living, building a community, putting roots down, um, studying and all that stuff. If you weren't on a team, if you weren't involved in all the athletics. And that is something I thought about. And I was like, Hawaii, that would be, of course, how could I not be happy there? Um, But some advice that I have is to go to like really think about what your priorities are throughout your four to five years in college and whether that's athletics, team, academics, and just really like understand how those will all play into your experience. Um, And the team aspect is so big. So if you're on official visits, unofficial, however you can communicate with the team, try to get like a some level of understanding of what the culture is like and how the relationship with the coaches, what kind of resources they have. Um, And I feel like it's just, you can't really know until you're there. So if you can get on campus, if you can talk to the team, go for a run with them. I think that is really helpful to really understand if you would fit in there and be um, happy there. So is that what the difference was between choosing Oregon State was you got a little bit more involved with like letting uh, or figuring out what like the team was like or what was like the biggest differences in the recruiting process? Yeah. So when I was deciding to leave Hawaii, I actually had a really long conversation with my high school coach who was really important to me and really helpful in my growth of running and throughout high school and to get to that higher level. 
And the thing that he said to me that really sticks in my mind the most is he said, go with what you're drawn to, not running away from something that you don't want to be a part of. And I think that's honestly great advice for lots of aspects of life. So I, um, especially after being in college for two years, I could kind of identify those things that I felt like I was missing. And I just wanted to be part of like a high level, dedicated, positive team that had goals that supported each other and um, also had the, uh, the academic kind of aspect that I felt like I was um, lacking in certain ways. And um, Oregon State had that. I talked to Coach Louie and he was like so supportive, so enthusiastic and talked really highly of his team. And I kind of knew, I knew some of them on the team, not very well, but like running against them in high school or even in college and was able to reach out to them and kind of um, pick their brain a little bit. And I felt like that re- those, um, what they said and what I heard from the coach had the, um, that was what I was missing. So that's kind of what led me to Oregon State. I think that ends up working out for you anyway, because um, I don't know if you knew before you went to Hawaii that you're going to go to Johns Hopkins. Like that's the complete other side of the country. Yeah, that was never really on my radar. <laughs> yeah, so it ended up working out for you, like, super great, actually. Yeah, it definitely, it did. Um, one thing I will say about going to Hawaii is, like, that was such a big move for me at 18 years old. Sometimes it honestly blows my mind. I moved so far away from home, didn't know anybody, and I was only 18. Um, but I feel like if I hadn't done that, I maybe would have been a little bit more scared to move to Baltimore on the other side of the country. Um So sometimes I think about that, like, I am glad that I went to Hawaii in that aspect and, like, showed myself when I was younger that I could make that move. And I think that kind of helped me have the courage to move to Baltimore as well. Yeah, for sure. And it all leads into the process. And where where are you originally from? Um, So I call Oregon home. I grew up in Silverton, Oregon. I was in, um, I lived for a few years in Boise, Idaho, Um, but Silverton is a pretty small town and I really wanted to get like out of that environment. Like I loved it, loved my friends, loved the community, but I wanted a little bit different experience for the next stage of my life. So that's kind of why I wasn't really looking at Oregon State um, for right out of high school. So you didn't go to Oregon State um, at the the end of the day, you didn't go there just to go home. Like you actually really liked that school, whether you were from there or not. Yeah, definitely. thing I kind of had to like convince myself of like am I going back to Oregon because I'm like I'm like scared of where of being where I'm at or is this like actually a really good option for me and it definitely was a really good option for me yeah so why did you feel like you might be letting people down by transferring then um yeah so when I was like senior in college uh, or sorry senior in high school um that's like I was having a really great year athletically, um, kind of like all throughout my high school, honestly, like there was like, I was kind of like MVP of the both teams I was on, that kind of thing. Um, I just felt like I had a lot of support from my community and my family, friends, teammates, all that. Um, and I definitely was like mostly in my head of like that feeling of letting people down, but I just felt like people were so proud of me for like signing at a D1 college, getting a scholarship, moving far away. Like I felt like I did it, you know, like I got out of Silverton, like I was really making a name for myself. And then 
I was scared. Like this is my own insecurities broadcasting upon how I thought other people were thinking of me that, well, if I just go back home, like I'm just giving up, I'm just like not, I'm just giving up on all the support, all the encouragement and help that people had given me throughout the years. Even though of course, if anybody knew the full story, they would want the best for me and they would see that this, that was the best for me. Yes, I would agree, which we're going to um, get into some of your setbacks in another um, later in this. But uh, yeah, I would agree. Like it ended up really working out. And I, I feel like Oregon State is such a good school. Like it, you made a really good decision going there. Yeah. Uh, so on to the next topic, you mentioned to me before that you couldn't get both the true high level experience athletic experience and the nursing degree at the same time so do you feel like you would have done a different undergrad degree if you weren't a student athlete yeah so basically like when I was getting recruited and looking at colleges I kind of had nursing um as one of the options on like what I was interested in um and I remember talking to the coach at Portland which has a really big nursing program as well And basically he said, like, it's pretty hard. He doesn't encourage people to do it. You miss a lot of clinical, you miss a lot of meets, you miss a lot of practice, like that. And now that I'm in nursing school, like, I totally see how those two would be very difficult to do at the same time. Yeah. So that's a really hard question because I just can't imagine my undergrad experience if I wasn't a student athlete, but I probably... I don't know, because I also wanted to go to like a bigger state school. Um, and there wasn't, there's not a ton of big state schools in Oregon that have um, nursing as an option. So I don't, I don't know, honestly, I feel like I, I don't know. That's a hard question. Yeah. In nursing school too. I'm like, what would that have been like if I had done that before? But I think I probably still would have done public health, but maybe switched into nursing a little bit earlier yeah yeah I I always like to ask that question because it shows the importance of time management as an athlete especially with nursing yeah Uh, like becoming a nurse is not easy if you want to be an athlete at the same time um so you're you're going to Johns Hopkins right now like that's that's super impressive with like being an athlete in undergrad and like taking the, your academic even further, which I want to like really stress the importance to young athletes that are looking at schools, look at what programs and like mm-hmm. what, like how your team um, like prioritize prioritizes academics, which is super important. Yeah, for sure. Like even I knew I wanted to study public health in undergrad and run And I went to Hawaii and they have a public health program, but it's a bachelor's of arts in public health, which when I was in high school, I was like, okay, I don't know what that means. Like, I don't even know if I knew that actually, but to really like dig into those programs and like really look at like what kind of classes and what kind of jobs people maybe get after doing that program, I think is so important. Yeah. And the prerequisites for is Mm -hmm. you too. Yeah. Um, So Along with your um, college career, so you had setbacks and stress fractures and COVID. So how did all of that affect you in your sport? Yeah, so honestly, most of my undergraduate career running-wise was actually, like, not running or, like, in the process of getting back to running. Um, 
my freshman year, I ended up with a stress fracture in my foot. Um, and then I had a few more stress fractures in feet in the feet over the next year. I was in a cast for a while. Um, femoral stress fractures. Um, really all up and down the legs, basically. And those were all in Hawaii, right? Um, the the feet ones were, and then I had the femoral stress fracture the like winter after I transferred from Hawaii, and I think that was kind of residual of the my lifestyle and everything from being in Hawaii and like under fueling and everything mm-hmm. um, caught up to me a little bit. Um, yeah, and then I got COVID January twenty twenty one, um, which was a huge bummer because that was like really going into the first season we were going to have in like almost a year at that point. Um, so I feel like looking back on my career, like I don't really think of the setbacks, but there were a lot of them and stress fractures. They just take a while to get over like the bones healing, the letting your body recover and getting back into shape. Um, it definitely taught me a lot of resilience, like, those hours in the pool or on the bike or um they are very tired they're just so lonely yeah Um, and I think it made me like so so grateful for those moments that I could run and it really like accumulated in my final track season which was like nothing crazy in terms of times but after like years and years and years of um like getting hurt like I think that was actually my first full track season since my freshman year so basically four years later um and even though I was like still getting over COVID and everything like I was so grateful to be out of meat to be running to like be in those workouts with my teammates um and you can look at it positively or negatively but just you really like if you want to have a good outcome if you want to be happy, you have to just choose to be positive and just like know that those times by yourself, putting in the work, doing the recovery, spending time in the athletic training room, like it will pay off. And I'm very thankful it did. And like the one last season I got, even though, even though it wasn't like what I wanted, um, but I was so grateful to just have that. Yes, that's super great. Like not everyone gets the opportunities that like we did and mm-hmm. And the fact that you were able to run and like put in the work to get to, to get to run, um, is just amazing. And, um, it's, it's better to have a thankful and grateful mindset. Um, for sure. Yeah. Um, so what was one of your favorite moments while competing? Um, there's so many good moments like throughout the years, but I think one that, I it was a little bit more recent so I definitely remember it very clearly but I was at um the whole like Pac-12's weekend um in 2021 of for track was like that's probably my favorite overall moment but one moment I like very there's like two maybe that I very clearly remember they're not even about my own races but um there was uh, three teammates in the steeplechase and that was like Friday night around, I don't know what time it was, but like the sun was going down. It was very pretty on the track. And I was standing with um, like three of my best friends who were also teammates. 
Um, and we were all there on that weekend together, which was like a big deal because we had honestly, like all of us had never been there together. Um, and just watching my teammate, JJ, who had overcome so much in her like career. And we trained together through some stress fractures together in the pool. Um, and just like see her overcome that, um, do really well was really special. And then watching my best friend teammate, Batya, she did so well. And then I got to like line up with one of my best friends, Kate, um, cheered on and lined up with like all four of us got to line up together. Me, Audrey, Batya and Kate for the 5k. Never ran a 5k before on the track, but just like that whole weekend all together, like running through the USC campus after like my last 5k and my last race and just like having all of them with me and all my other teammates who I love so much was just like so special. Yes. I love that. It's all about the community and cheering mm-hmm. teammates. I love it. Yeah. Um, so you finished up last year. Um, so what was your transition out of playing competitive sports like for you? And I don't know if you had any, have any free time or have <laughs> Uh, going into clinicals and stuff but if you did have free time what did you do in it yeah that transition was definitely I feel like I'm still kind of in the middle of it um like it is kind of crazy to see like pictures of my old team like doing cross-country preseason I'm like whoa like that feels like I was just there so um but I luckily had a grad school to look forward to and Uh, we like ended school like mid June and I was moving over like beginning of August. So it was a pretty short summer for me. Um, and I had that like big next milestone to look forward to. I was like definitely entering another chapter of my life. Um, which was a huge help. I know that it would have been a lot harder for me if I didn't have that. Um, and just, I was like so exhausted from like, all the COVID and like all the like the last minute races and stuff, which I was like happy to have. But my last season was like, all right, this might be your last race ever. Oh, wait, we're going to throw you in another race next week. And then the week after that, and then you're going to do two races. Like, and it was like, I was thankful in the moment, but like, it was a lot. It was a very, very busy season. Um, So I was like, emotionally, I was like this, I have served my time here. Like, I never really accomplished the goals I had in my, like, that I had for myself. Um, So that was definitely a hard, like, kind of pill to swallow. Um, But having this, like, new focus of my life was really helpful. And I'm, like, very passionate about becoming a nurse. Um, So I kind of helped direct that passion into that. And I cannot even imagine, like... The free time I had in undergrad is, like, insane compared to, like, how busy I am now. But I still, like, try to run, like, pretty often. I ran a marathon in March, and I have one in October. (laughs) So I've been, like, trying to stay active and keep running while I'm in grad school. That's good. And we're recording this in the beginning of September right now. So how has your summer been? Summer... So this is my first summer on the East Coast. I'm, like I said, from Oregon. This humidity on the East Coast is no joke. Like, I was nervous for the winter here because of, like, how cold it was. It was totally fine. This summer, 
the humidity I wake up every day it's like 80 90 percent humidity so I'm sure training is a lot different it's so much different and it's like you like even it doesn't get that cold overnight so if I wake up at like 7 a.m it's still almost 70 80 degrees so summer has been rough running wise I've definitely ran the least I have probably in like a few years because of that um but I was in school over the summer so I had that to keep me busy. It's good. It's good to stay busy and doing something that you are passionate about. Yeah, definitely. So out of all the things, what aspect of transitioning out of sports was the hardest for you? And what advice can you give to athletes on what you learned from that? Yeah. um, I think the hardest thing overall for me was just kind of accepting that I was leaving a lot of things that I wanted to accomplish, um, not done. Like I had times I wanted to run and like times I, I knew I could run if I had been able to like stay healthy, if I had been able to race track season in 2020 before it got canceled. Um, so that is so hard. And I think that's something that a lot more athletes than would like to admit can relate to just like having this huge focus of your life for, you know, all of college and usually many, many years before that. And then just like kind of not like dot your eyes and cross your T's and just like have to move on. Right. Um, that is really hard. And like being around friends and classmates that aren't athletes and just like, they and, like, they're like, Oh, that's so cool. Like you ran in college. And sometimes I even feel like kind of, like an imposter even a little bit to be like yeah there's some like it's like I have this tendency to want to say like oh I ran in college but like not that good or anything like that even though like right objectively like yeah I was a lot better than the average person and the average you know person in college um so it's just like that whole like accepting it for what it is um being grateful for what it gave you and just like taking the good moments, the good lessons out of it without kind of holding on to any like regret or bitterness of the whole sport, the whole like lifestyle of being a college athlete. Cause sometimes it is crazy to be like, I did that for five years of undergrad. I didn't even like do X, Y, and Z that I wanted to. And here's X, Y, and Z that I didn't get to do because of it. Like, didn't get to study abroad there's like a whole college lifestyle that I was never really a part of and like just letting go of like any regret of not being not getting those things and just holding on to like the gratitude of what you did get and it's like so special and so rare that we get to experience that and sometimes just having that perspective of like being out of it is a lot easier to recognize how special it was you know that is so real what you just said about like not feeling like you didn't like fully reach your goals or like what you wanted to get out of everything like that's you're the first person to mention and it's like so like duh it's like right in front of your face like yeah I I even was like talking to someone about how I wanted to study abroad but I chose softball instead yeah it's like little things like that and also like I like the imposter thing so real like when I introduce myself to people here in San Diego, like I'll say, oh, I went to 
Tulsa. It's a very small D1. Um, and people are like, oh, you went to OU? Like, uh, no, I, I did not make <laughs> to OU. Uh, <laughs> I did not make it to the World Series either. Yeah. So it's like I had those goals of going to the World Series and, like, making it big. And it's like I didn't quite make it that far. And I totally get what you're talking about. It's like you almost want to be like, well, I mean, it wasn't really that good. But it's like, but but we've made it to, like, such a – high level a good level yeah. like that that is something that's really good in itself I'm not trying to like play it down or anything but I get I get what you're talking about yeah like I mean just like what you just said like the percentage of people who are in our college sports and then are an all-american make it to nationals you know it's so small like there's eight all-americans each track event there's 40 all-americans in cross country like, that's such a small percentage, and to even be, like, on, like, I have so much respect for people who have made it that far, like, I have teammates, friends who have accomplished that, so proud of them, but just, like, not having that, like, that doesn't make anything that you do less valuable, even if you don't have, like, some shiny PR or some, like, shiny accomplishment, like, making it to the World Series or making it to Nationals to, like, show for that. I just wish, like, it was easier to kind of, like, not need that to, like, prove it to yourself, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, it makes sense. And as someone who I, I did make All-American my junior year, it, it doesn't even make that much of a difference, really. Like, I'm still, mm-hmm. I'm still, you know, I still need to work to make a living. Um, I'm, I'm still a human. And it's like, it, yeah, it's cool, like, to get those awards. But at the end of the day, like we had those great experiences and we had that hard work ethic put into something mm-hmm. to put into something else as well. Yeah, definitely. And I've even heard like statistics that's like, I'm not, I honestly don't know if these are true, but like where employers, like they look for college athletes for like X, Y, and Z reason. And it's not because they're like, oh, I want to add your all-american trophy to our like office space it's like because of the the time management the commitment the teamwork that you develop in those years that you don't just lose that just because you're not you know wearing the same uniform anymore exactly yeah yeah they just want to see that you put effort into like you've made sacrifices and put effort into something at the same time even if you never even saw like the the field for softball or the track and in, in, in track like if you never even got any playing time they still mm-hmm. like that you were part of the team because mm-hmm. it shows that you showed up to those workouts you showed up to those practices you uh, behaved yourself you got good grades like all that stuff like um, I think there's like been one person at the gym that like gets excited that I was all-american but other than that like no one yeah no one really cares <laughs> you know yeah like out sometimes people will be well it's actually funny because usually when it comes up that like I ran in college people are like oh my gosh what's your mile time and then I'm like sometimes I explain sometimes I don't but I'm like well we didn't actually run the mile in college like that's not like the distance we chose for some reason but like this is my 1500 PR and they're like, oh my gosh, like that's so fast. And like, I was like fifth, sixth fastest on my team, like nothing, nothing to write home about by any means, but like 
sometimes I'm like, okay, you're right. That that is a lot faster than I could do now than most people could ever do. Yeah, you're right. That's like that's something to be proud of in itself because like in softball, same thing. Like I'm a pitcher and I have a lot of my lessons coach or my lessons parents ask me like how hard I threw and I'd be like, oh, you know, like average, like mid sixties, like nothing too crazy. They'd be like mid sixties. That's insane. Like yeah. So I don't know, everyone, like, we hold ourselves to really high standards and it's like, a mm-hmm. lot of it's like we're so hard on ourselves and we really shouldn't be. Yeah. Well, um, is there anything else you'd like to add? Um, the I guess the only thing I'd like to add, like, for people who are transitioning out of um, college athletics or if you're still in college athletics, is just, like, how important those teammates and like community relationships are and you just don't always get that in other chapters of your life and that's something I really miss um so I guess just like investing in those being grateful for those like holding on to those kind of relationships um I think is just so important yeah well thank you for being on this podcast yeah thank you so much for having me it was great for listening to this podcast if you enjoyed listening please be sure to follow us on instagram tiktok and facebook at rose metal foundation we are transitioning to the new name from once an athlete so you will still see that name here and there if you missed the last podcast our guest was dietitian and personal trainer colby tebow in that episode we discussed injuries struggles as a student athlete and her path to her career as a culinary dietitian and personal trainer up next we will have softball player alicia peters as our guest In that episode, we will be talking about performance anxiety, overcoming a back injury, transferring schools, and handling coaches not believing in you. Become a supporter of the Rose Metal Foundation by making a donation at www.rosemetalfoundation.org forward slash donate. So far, we have shared the stories of 39 current and former athletes, and we have a mentorship program called Championship Mentoring.